Keys to Your Heart by the 101ers is important as much for what it portends as for what it is. A rowdy slice of rough-hewn bar band power pop, it has a raw youthful energy that presages that of the burgeoning punk movement, which would soon sweep up in its wake their young frontman, an artistically restless diplomat son named John Graham Mellon, who would soon become known as Joe Strummer. This is Friday's best pop song ever. Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bed post overnight? If your mother says don't chew it, do you swallow it in spite? Can you catch Just as skiffle music preceded Mersey Beat, punk rock was preceded by pub rock. Like punk, pub rock was a brutally stripped-down form of classic rock and roll. As such, it was a boon for pub owners who wanted to keep their patrons on their feet and drinking, and dancing instead of kicking each other's heads in. There was such an affinity between the two genres that some of the first punk records were released by pub rockers who had gone punk such as Eddie and the Hot Rods, the Motors, and the Stranglers. Of course, some punks disdain these bands for lacking authenticity, but the punk rockers, who had come up playing two and three sets a night in some of the UK's most disreputable watering holes, were tough. They could take it. It also has to be said that some of the better pub rock bands, like Standard Bearers' Dr. Feelgood, easily drew in punks among their followers, and were even name-checked by them as influences, as was the case with the Gang of Four guitarist Andy Gill, who cited Feelgood Axeman Wilco Johnson as an influence upon his slashing guitar attack. The 101ers were formed in London in 1974 when John Mellor, who at the time was calling himself Woody Mellor in honor of Woody Guthrie, joined with the guitarist Clive Timperley, later of The Passions, bassist Dan Kelleher, and drummer Richard Dudansky, later of Basement 5 and Public Image, and began playing at the pubs in the area. They took their name from 101 Walterton Road, a house they squatted in in Maida Vale, a posh London residential district. Though they were rock and roll diehards, one listened to the band's lone album, the 1981 retrospective Elgin Avenue Breakdown, reveals that they played a wide range of styles, from rockabilly to Motown stacks R&B to folk, to garage rock, to surf music. 
Okay, we'd like to finish up with this song. And I'd like to dedicate this to uh, all of you people who are trying to get some groups together. I mean, I say, fuck the discos. If any of you lot ever throw a party and you want to get disco in because it's cheaper, I mean, you might as well not bother throw the party, right? But listening to their live recordings reveals very few surprises about the future Mr. Strummer. His was the same indignant, gravel-voiced bark that we would later hear on classic Clash sides like White Riot and Tommy Gun. Sartorially, however, Strummer leaned more towards the rockabilly end of the fashion spectrum as evidenced by numerous concert photos in which he rocks a variety of colorful zoot suits. After making their debut on September 7, 1974, at the Telegraph, the band scorched through the local pub circuit, playing a combination of originals and revved up covers of rock and roll classics like Johnny B. Good, Bebopalula, and Gloria. By the time of Punk's ascendancy, they had established themselves as one of the pub scene's leading acts. And then, on April 3, 1976, the band played a gig at the Nashville Room, in which the supporting act was an up-and-coming London group called the Sex Pistols. As Strummer would later tell documentarian Don Letts, five seconds into their first song, I knew we were like yesterday's papers. We were over. By the time the 101ers released their first single, Keys to Your Heart, on Chiswick Records, Strummer had already left to form The Clash, and the group had disbanded. Which is not to say that the 101ers were relegated to the dustbin of pop history, or that Strummer didn't play a significant part in keeping their memory alive. In fact, Strummer spoke fondly of the 101ers in the year after their demise, and once interest in the clash guaranteed in an audience, collaborated in a compilation album of the group's material that was released in 1981. The clash even performed Keys to Your Heart on occasion. And why shouldn't they have? As far as the 101ers are concerned, Joe Strummer had nothing to be ashamed of. Many young bands go on a journey of discovery, testing many versions of themselves before arriving at the one they were meant to be. This results in some early drafts of a group that might be best not seen in the light of day. Just ask singers like Alanis Morissette and Tori Amos, whose careers were haunted by their early misguided stabs at pop stardom. You are illegally parked. Wait a minute. Something broke in my car, took my underwear. That's gross. Come on. Someone smashed my window. 
The 101ers, on the other hand, were a perfect prelude to The Clash, cementing their frontman's credentials as an authentic, hell-raising rock and roll firebrand. And now, here, in its entirety, is Keys to Your Heart by the 101ers.
been listening to the Friday's Best Pop Song Ever podcast. I'm your host, Todd Statman, letting you know that in addition to Keys to Your Heart, we also heard the 101ers songs Let's a Get a Bit of Rockin', Surf City, Gloria, and Motor Boys Motor. In addition to that, we also heard Does Your Chewing Gum Lose Its Flavor on the Bedpost Overnight? by Lonnie Donegan, Tear It Up by Whirlwind, Teenage Depression by Eddie and the Hot Rods, She Does It Right by Dr. Feelgood, I Found That Essence Rare by Gang of Four, Anarchy in the UK by The Sex Pistols, and The Big Picture by Why Can't Tori Reed, aka Tori Amos, and just to make sure you get that spelling right, it's letter Y. Can't spelled K-A-N-T, Tori Reed. All of those songs are, of course, the property of their copyright holders and used by me for informational purposes only. I want to thank you all for listening, and I hope you'll return next month on the last Friday of October when I'll be bringing you another song that I'm sure you will agree is Friday's best pop song ever. Sayonara. That's gross.